From the creators of Travel and Report blog Podróżnicy, this is Spotlight. Hello, my name is Jakub Gornicki and this is the first episode of Spotlight Podcast. I am really excited about it. I am also a little bit nervous because I spent quite a while listening to other podcasts, noting down what I like, what I dislike. The aim I am putting for myself is very simple. I want to create a place, a podcast, which will allow you to understand the world better by bringing you stories from all around it. In most cases, those stories will be uncovered by mainstream media. In some cases, I'll be trying to add an inexisting voice to mass debate. In this first episode, I decided to take you to Macedonia, where there is currently a very interesting political situation developing. When I heard about it, and it was, I think, a little bit over two weeks ago, I was having a dinner with my friends from Bosnia, and they told me, listen, there are very interesting, although bad things happening in Macedonia, which is putting society to its limits. So I decided to dig deeper. The story was inexisting. I mean, the story was not covered in, in Polish media. Macedonia doesn't show up that, that much in news here. Neither, I think, it shows up so much in even in international media. So I reached out to, to my contacts, to the people I know, to the people whom I trust and who I think they are very credible sources because we go for a while and I can trust them and bring them here. So just to give you an overview of the things we will be discussing, a little bit over a month ago, opposition in Macedonian parliament began publishing tapes on which we can hear high-ranking officials, government officials, just being taped, recorded, of course, illegally, but the discussions they have sometimes are criminal. Definitely all of this created a lot of pressure, a lot of society, I mean, public debate, also, there are other many things, many things connected to it. It's pushing society to the verge, I believe. And I'll be talking to Philip Stajanowski from Metamorphosis Foundation, who is also a Global Voices contributor for a long while. We met, I don't know, many years ago, six maybe or five years ago in Santiago de Chile, in Chile. And without any further hesitation, here we go. Dobra. Hello, Philip. Thank you for joining me uh, on the New Spotlight podcast. Thank you for inviting me. No problem. A while ago, I think a week or two, I was sitting from our common friends from Bosnia who pointed me into events currently happening in Macedonia and I must say, I must admit that I was not, not aware that there is this big scandal ongoing and I couldn't find any information in Polish media. I, I found some information in, in international ones. Then I reached out to you because I would like to understand more what is currently happening and what what, what basically happened? I think it's all started a month ago, more or less? Yes, on the 9th of uh, February, the public activity started. 
even though they were uh, announced uh, a while back. What was announced? Just, well, um, the opposition uh, basically stated that they uh, have uh, evidence about uh, various crimes committed by the uh, ruling parties and uh, that they um, do not recognize the results of the elections that took place last year. The elections took place in April and uh, they were both parliamentary and elections for a president. At the same time? Yes. The parliamentary elections were uh, premature. Uh, they were not done at the end of the mandate. Why? But, well, it was... Uh, there was a collusion of very, various circumstances, but uh, in, in effect, they were uh, a means to solidify the uh, support of the ruling parties and to provide them with four more years instead of two more okay. or less. Uh, and uh, uh, because Macedonia is basically, for the last nine years, under a constant uh, election fever, we have elections almost every year either local or premature parliamentary and sometimes they are combined with five years every five years with the presidential elections the ruling parties which control most of the society use the elections for mobilization and uh, as a sort of a distraction from other problems so until uh, last uh, spring the opposition participated in the elections even though they were voicing, and not only them, but various observers and independent media were uh, crying out that there were blatant irregularities with the elections. And uh, the overall atmosphere, for instance, recruitment of um, voters through the public administration, which is forbidden by law, and so on. But uh, after last year's election, the opposition basically started a boycott of the parliament and the opposition MPs who were elected submitted their resignations, even though the government did not seem to accept them. So they continued to pay them salaries or something like that in order to show how and the opposition... don't show up at the parliament session and so on. Yes, yes. However, since last autumn, the leader of the opposition started announcing that they have obtained various sorts of evidence connected to government corruption and that they will reveal them in order to first, and they stated, stated several goals. First, it, the overall goal is a kind of healing of society from corruption. And um, as part of the goal is uh, enacted, enact, is uh, an intermediate stage of uh, a technical government or some sort of expert government that will not be partisan but will be in charge only of technical matters in order to purge the institutions from uh, those who have been uh, performing various corrupt activities including uh, vote rigging and uh, as a means to do that, the opposition leader basically announced that they have obtained evidence that there is massive surveillance operation going on for at least four years. Uh, Who was the, being surveilled? Yeah, the, according to these allegations, uh, the surveillance is done by the police 
and without a court order. So it's uh, illegal surveillance using the state mechanisms. And uh, they claim that at least 20,000 people have been wiretapped. Uh, it is unclear how many people have been directly affected because then the opposition started to reveal uh, parts of this surveillance uh, tapes, uh, which they uh, stress uh, they have obtained through a whistleblower in the police, were, and that these whistleblowers are patriots who are now seeking some sort of court protection. But before this all happened, the government basically issued uh, their own um, counterattack to these allegations, claiming that uh, the opposition uh, has uh, cooperated with foreign security services or spying agencies, and that uh, they are doing this to undermine the state. So there has been a big controversy and a much polarized uh, activity within the society, which basically no real public debate because uh, the media in the country have been uh, also either completely controlled by the ruling parties or those which are independent or struggle to remain independent are in a very slim minority. And um, possibly because of that, the opposition started releasing parts of those tapes, which uh, contain criminal indications of criminal activity online and through if, if, press if, you, if, you could, if you could tell me the first tapes released a month ago what was revealed on them who was uh, whose conversation were being recorded Well, those tapes were basically um, with conversations of uh, very high level, uh, of first uh, some opposition members, basically the, the head of the main opposition party talking to journalists, talking to his daughter and, uh, and between opposition members and uh, with the uh, intention to show that the opposition has been taped but they also contain conversations between government uh, ministers and other members of the ruling elite. So high level officials? Yes. Uh, the leader of the opposition basically claimed that anybody who is of any importance to the government in the country has been surveyed, either from political opponents uh, to political allies or underlings, as a form of total control, as well as businessmen, NGOs, uh, clergymen, and uh, journalists. So, the opposition has not revealed yet the full list of uh, people or telephone numbers who have been surveyed or they claim that they have obtained them and um, it has uh, basically been uh, the most, the biggest scandal or the biggest uh, thing happening in Macedonian political history maybe in the last uh, decades. And when, when you look at the last month, how many tapes were, were released? 
Uh -huh. there, there were uh, seven press conferences, each with a particular topic, more or less, and uh, uh, each uh, served to issue a, approximately between half an hour and an hour and a half or more of uh, conversations. These conversations were, the first uh, batch was about general surveillance and showing that they have this evidence, which was uh, also a big scandal. Then uh, the second one was about interference of uh, government, high government officials from the executive branch in the judiciary and also their media cronies or their media allies. Then uh, the, third, uh, the third batch was about uh, political arrests of uh, opposition members and uh, coordination with the media on how to cover these arrests in a most humiliating way. Then uh, there was a batch about the surveillance over media and uh, making deals with corrupt media owners or others, media workers. Then the fifth batch was about uh, political revenge or uh, demolition of a business of a political opponent to the to the prime minister and uh, their direct involve the direct involvement of past government officials in this uh, activity the sixth was about uh, basically uh, the whole patch was about conversation between two ministers the minister of finance and minister of uh, internal affairs who frankly talk uh, about the disastrous financial and other policies of their own government, but they don't ever do it in public. And uh, the, then there was uh, the last one, which was about uh, election fraud. Today, the opposition is also having a press conference and they're, they're going to hold it as a public event in a concert hall and to reveal more election fraud um, tapes. Why isn't the opposition releasing everything at the same time? I have no idea. I don't have direct access to their own, to their strategy. They are very secretive, claiming that uh, they have decided to do it uh, in a gradual um, manner in order to prepare the public for the terrible revelations that they have to, um, uh, that they will uncover. They, it is probably a media tactic because uh, basically majority in the most influential media are ignoring the actual content of the tapes and are focusing on the issue whether the opposition had the right to have these tapes, where did they get them, are there traitors who got them from foreign services and so on. And um, therefore the opposition is, since they are using the internet and they are they have very little coverage, even by the independent media, who are threatened that if they, some of them, do publish parts of the tapes, but not the entire their the, the entire conversations, and are threatened by the government that there this could be taken as interference in a criminal investigation, and also threatened by other individuals who are on the tapes, like media moguls. Who, who threatened that they will sue for defamation for publishing of their own tapes. Is there any And there are, uh, uh, there are various kinds of uh, government damage control tactics 
which should basically focus on um, not allowing people to hear the content of the tapes or... How do they that, do that? Pardon? How do they stop people from listening to the tapes? Well, even though the tapes are available online, uh, the number of views of these, their YouTube videos, and released as YouTube videos, the number is um, uh, far less than the number of people who are actually online at any time. The people, basically in an atmosphere of surveillance, the people might be afraid to even access these files. And on some of the tapes, on the last tapes about election uh, fraud, there were uh, high government officials who were talking that they are monitoring the Facebook activity of public employees. And um, because they liked some opposition contents or during the elections, they threatened them with um, firing. So one, one level is basically people are afraid that they are still being surveyed and they, they do not <laughs> allow themselves to check the tapes. Another level is through the media because the media don't, generally don't publish the content of the tapes. Okay, listen, is there any like end point, like a date by which the opposition is saying that they will reveal all the tapes or this might be like an, uh, going for months? The opposition said that they have uh, enough material to go on for years, but uh, also they said that there is an that there is an endpoint. They first said at the I think at the seventh uh, such press conference they called them the political bombs, and so it is also part of now the political jargon Zayev's bombs because the opposition leader is called Zoran Zayev. They said that they are not uh, even at the middle of this, uh, let's say, campaign, but that there will definitely be an end to it. And uh, every time they publish uh, some of these uh, revelations, that they also file criminal charges based on the evidence that they also show in public with the public prosecutor. And they, even though they also showed uh, some evidence uh, which uh, indicated that the public uh, prosecutor office as well as the other branches of the government are under direct control of uh, the ruling party. They are not acting independently. Okay. What does the opposition want? Do they want to, oh. they want the new elections? They want the government to step down? Uh, yes, everything, all of it, all of the above. The basic uh, claim is that uh, they want uh, the people who are um, who have committed crimes to be tried in a fair trial and uh, by an independent judiciary. They pointed that uh, there is corruption in the judiciary, but the opposition leader also pointed out that he doesn't consider all the judges or all the prosecutors corrupt, that there would be, that most of them are not, and that they they expect for them to step up and uh, overcome their fear and uh, do the work that they are paid for. Then they want uh, a technical government or 
a, a sort of a period that would enable conduct of fair elections and then a free elections because one, several of uh, the issues which affect the, the validity of elections are, for example, the election list, the list of voters, which uh, has not been uh, properly updated over the years and might contain a lot of uh, dead people or people who are not actually voters. They were in but, the, they, but they voted, let's say, on the paper. Yes, yes. One of the ongoing uh, issues related to elections is also import of voters or issuing of fake uh, what do you mean import of voters of voters well in the last elections there were um, very well grounded allegations by election monitors and by journalists who showed that um, ethnic macedonian people from albania have been brought to vote at local elections in Macedonia, mm-hmm. okay. who, are, who are not actually residents of these municipalities. They come from an area called Pustets, and uh, they were basically brought as through fake IDs. So, they, these IDs were forged, but through the official system. So, there were uh, various allegations about this and some of them were confirmed by by the tapes, the, by the tapes including uh, tapes which uh, the opposition claims uh, show the minister the relevant minister of interior uh, talking about an apartment where uh, apar- apartments were each have having uh, like 40 50 residents because they had to put these people with actual addresses throughout the uh, most important voting districts. Okay, tell me, what was the public reaction to all of it? Well, it is, it is hard to define public in Macedonia. As I said, there was an outcry by people who are regular users of the internet or have uh, leanings to away from the ruling parties or are simply independent. And uh, also there was a very strong propaganda and uh, PR drive to basically act as if nothing nothing has happened, that uh, the opposition is just uh, trying one a new scheme of uh, their, in uh, quotes, uh, treacherous agenda. What is and the what is the popularity, or what what are the ratings of the opposition actually? It is very hard to tell. There is uh, there are constant uh, polls, which uh, show that the opposition opposition is always less popular than the government. Mm-hmm. But uh, the validity of these polls is questionable both in terms of who ordered them and who implemented them. But even in an atmosphere of total, um, how can I say? total uh, absence of such concerns, if the, even if the pollster is uh, completely independent, there is the concern of surveillance. In fact, one, uh, one poll done by an NGO last year showed that over 60% of the people in the country think that they have been surveyed. So if you think that the government is surveilling you and your job depends on the 
decisions by the ruling party. Let's and you say vote your, differently than you uh, would. Teacher have. or your relative is a nurse or whatever, any type of job related to the government, then the people would be very careful what they say, especially over the phone, even if somebody presents themselves as a as an independent poster. <laughs> so it is very hard to tell about the actual numbers and with the validity of the election results put into question, it's also hard to estimate how many people actually voted for or against a certain political option. Okay, let's go back to the public opinion. I mean, you said that it's hard to define public in Macedonia. I can understand that partly it's because the state has a lot of influence on the majority of the mass media. But uh, what about like social media? Over the social media, this has been one of the main topics. This scandal and the, previ uh, the previous attempts of the government to present it as a, a form of coup d'etat, because uh, as a part of uh, like a propaganda counter-attack, the government also started pressed criminal charges against the opposition leader and several people, some former employees in the, in the counterintelligence division of the police, who they say are all uh, part of the same conspiracy. Some of them have been arrested and the opposition leader has been, his passport has been taken away, but he's not put in jail. So this also incited uh, various kinds of comments, like if there is evidence that this is indeed uh, kind of like high treason, why is this man allowed to continue to publish this content? But uh, in general, on the web, on the social media, basically, and especially on Twitter, the most of the opinions expressed are with desire to see all the evidence, with desire to basically get this matter through in, the, in, a, in a manner that would uh, reveal the corruption if there is any, and uh, basically end the rule of fear that has been gripping the country for so long, especially because allegations of mass surveillance have been present before too, but now there, there is... Uh, Proof for this. In, yes. So, what do people want? I mean, a part of the most important thing, which is to stop this feeling of being constantly surveilled. Is there like uh, a will? I mean, do, do people want new elections? Do people want all the tapes released? Do they want the, the government to step down? Yes, uh, in many cases, uh, it's all of the of these uh, claims because the tapes show, uh, if they are true, a very direct control of the whole society by a very small clique of people who are even related to each other on a very basic level. For instance, the prime minister has his has put his cousin as a chief of counterintelligence division in the police which is the only body capable of uh, such kind of surveillance. And that's why the allegations that there is some sort of foreign power uh, surveying the, the citizens of Macedonia are basically um, not really well received by majority of people who talk about this, um, this uh, issue. Then the the Minister of Finance is a godfather to the to the Prime Minister. 
the Minister of uh, Police was uh, his employee in his capacity of Minister of Finance in the previous government. So they are all interconnected. It's like a clan. And, yes, and for instance, even and after the each revelation, the, they all uh, show that none of them has commented on the content, or if they did, it was in a very vague manner. None of them has denied that it's their voice on the tape, but they are calling them some sort of constructed tapes, whatever the, does that mean. Even though, and uh, the Minister of Finance has said that uh, they have been taken out of context, even though the whole conversations are there, they're not just quotes, they're not just segments, but you can hear the whole conversation. And um, as a show of strength and unity, even the people who have been heard on tape talking very bad things about each other later appeared together and saying that I have no ill will towards this man, I feel him like a member of my family or so on. How does this all affect the EU aspirations of Macedonia? Well, it is important, of course, because the country has to fulfill certain criteria of democratic development and human rights uh, protection before being admitted into the EU. EU, A high EU official, Mr. Han, who had been to Macedonia a few weeks ago, basically, for the first time in in history, did not meet the Prime Minister in his own cabinet, but uh, in an EU delegation residence, which was peculiar because there were also tapes leaked by pro-government for uh, media, which showed uh, segments of uh, discussions between the Prime Minister and the opposition leader that had been taped and which allegedly showed that the opposition leader tried to blackmail the Prime Minister into stepping down. But uh, then uh, that all turned uh, rather strange because the Prime Minister the first, the Prime Minister's party said, okay, this is proof that foreign services, that somebody is surveilling the Prime Minister. Then the Prime Minister came out and said, oh no, these were tapes that were done by court order because I knew that this guy will go on a blackmail me. And then there's been too many things going on which create some sort of uh, fog of war or kind of uh, trying to make things appear a lot very murky. <laughs> Okay. And are used in the media Where do you think it's all headed? Do you think that there is like an ending uh, appearing soon on the horizon or this will mm. continue and there will be more turmoil regarding all, all those tapes? It is very hard to predict. What we have now is an opportunity that uh, to end the practice of changing elites, which has been a staple of many other countries which aspire to get into EU uh, for years. So we have uh, different let's say, political options, which are uh, not perceived as too different from each other by the people. 
changing places. This is an opportunity to end this practice and basically create a society which is based on the rule of law and total political accountability. Whether that would take place or not would be basically a precondition for our successful joining, not the EU, but successful continuation and survival as a state. Do you think that this can have a good implications on the society? Yes, uh, it can go either way. If there is not really good follow-up, then the it can uh, really contribute to disintegration of society. But if there is a really a sustained effort of uh, getting rid of all the structures by from the corrupt elements and getting the country back on the track towards the EU, then this would be a, a turning point of uh, making Macedonia a better place to live. Okay. Well, thank you for now. This definitely allows us to understand more what is happening in Macedonia. I know that you also regularly tweet in English. If you could just say the Twitter handle so people can follow you. Oh, I use the Twitter handle of Razvigor, but in general I would recommend also several other Twitter users who tweet about Macedonia. Go on. Uh, then there is one Twitter account called Macedonia in English, Macedonia underscore en. Then there are several other Twitter users like V. Petreski and Tanya underscore Tanya who are journalists and tweet in English. And uh, all these, most of these people also retweet each other. I would also recommend the Global Voices account and the account of uh, Global Voices uh, called Europe in Transition. They can be found with the Yeah, I'll put the links into the the description of the episode. Yes. So, they are are all covering both events in the country and some of them later in the region and beyond. So, it would be really good if more international attention is turned towards the region in general, because if we deal with a really infiltrated mafia, structure, then their biggest strong point, their biggest weapon is fear and silence. The more people talk about this and the more people in Macedonia know that the people abroad are listening or paying attention or trying to learn more, then they will not uh, be as afraid as they are so far in the last several years. (laughs) And uh, we'll talk more, we'll have some sort of (laughs) glasnost-like. Well, definitely, I want to follow up this with you. Uh, I'll keep looking into this, and as soon as there will be a new development, which we will be able to discuss deeply, I would be happy to talk to you more. As for today, I would like to thank you very much for for joining us from from Skopje, and uh, thank you for having time to talk. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, so this was the first episode of Spotlight Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you are going to stay longer and subscribe to it. You can find the links on the blog and you can follow it through iTunes, through Stitcher, through Pocket Casts, through RSS and whatever I could have added it. I already did that. So just find the proper platform which is suitable for you and follow it there. If there are any questions which I didn't ask to Philip but you would like to get an answer from, please email me, comment on Facebook, comment on the blog. I will definitely follow up and try to point you into direction all the links mentioned 
during my conversation with Philip are going to be also, I mean, you will be able to find them in the blog. I am adding it there. Also, some of them are in the podcast description. And yes, I am really excited about this podcast. Um, we tried recording some episodes. I mean, I tried recording some episodes uh, before we released it. So we tested some things, but whatever remarks you have, just don't hesitate and reach out. I am more than welcome to get your opinion about how this is developing. If you also have some ideas about the topics I could cover, just reach out and let's stay in touch. Uh, for the next episode, which will air in a couple days, uh, we're traveling, I mean, we will go to Hungary, where there's another very interesting political situation developing, which I'm pretty sure does not make the current Prime Minister of Hungary, Viktor Orban, very happy. So stay tuned and for today, hear you, I mean, hear me. Until the next episode, it was a pleasure making this for you. Cheers. Cheers.